0: This week on episode four of Switchcraft, we've got stuff for hardcore gamers. The power line is back. We've got a PAL release date. And is size everything? Thanks for listening. Stick around for the Switchcraft. since there's been real competition in the video game industry, Nintendo has been criticized for going after a younger market. A lot of people noticed that in the three-minute Switch presentation that came out back in October, that there were not a child or family in sight in the entire three-minute commercial. This left a lot of people wondering is Nintendo changing gears? Is Nintendo looking to target a different base? And Bloomberg got a hold of Kimishima, the president of Nintendo, and they said that their question was, the video didn't seem like a typical typical Nintendo promotion. It was aimed at an audience that you would expect for Sony or Apple. Uh, Kimishima replied, as the name implies, we're switching a lot of things, but we have no interest in switching our customers. We have no intention of just going after a certain age group. Depending on the kind of software that comes out, families and kids will be able to play too. The titles we did show, those are games that are for people who understand. They will grasp it right away, but for families and kids, we want them to understand, uh, understand it by actually experiencing it. So a lot of people are were thinking well is Nintendo going after hardcore gamers. Uh, he continues to say our core philosophy is that we want to increase the number of gamers at all ages and there's no change in that. So this has been basically their mantra ever since the Wii came out. They said, "Look, we're trying to expand the gaming market rather than just targeting a very small group of people." We think that there's a lot more gamers out there who currently don't actually identify as gamers. So maybe if we make a console that's for them, or that targets them, or that is easier for them, then they'll feel like gamers. Uh, So that's kind of been Nintendo's strategy since the Wii. He, He went on to say, So we have no intention to lean towards just core gamers. But to communicate our new idea, when you think about who will understand it first, naturally it will be people who understand games. To communicate that as quickly as possible, we focused on those folks who really understand games. So it seems like Nintendo's not done with their marketing. And that's good. I'm all for the Nintendo Switch being a console... That I can easily use with my son just as well as I can play the next Elder Scrolls game on. That's not a game that I want for him. But that doesn't mean that there should only be games for adults on the system either. A lot of people have this idea that quote-unquote hardcore gamers are the only ones that anybody should ever make games for. And I think that's just a fallacy. If you only make games for hardcore gamers, then the younger people are going to grow up without games. That's why so many younger people now only play games on their phones or on their tablets. Nintendo is trying to bring those people into gaming. And by doing that, that ensures a future for quote-unquote hardcore games because the only way that you're going to get to a place where there's hardcore games is if there's a customer base to buy them if the current hardcore gamers are aging then eventually there's going to be no one to sell hardcore games to so i think that it's important that nintendo continues to develop the uh, gaming customer base audience. Too many words there. Because if they don't, there's not going to be room for Nintendo or Sony or Microsoft or whoever else comes next. When I was a kid, there was a hotline that you could call for just about any game if you got stuck and you wanted to find a way through it. Nintendo had one of these hotlines. I never actually called that one. The only time I ever called a hotline was for a game called uh, The Legend of Karandia, Malcolm's Revenge. Uh, Basically, you played an evil jester. This was a sequel game. Uh, This was not for Nintendo. It was a PC game. And you, it was the sequel, and in the first one, the Malcolm was the bad guy, and you had to defeat Malcolm. I never played the original, and then in the sequel, you played as Malcolm and the this weird evil jester, and you were trying to get revenge on those who had thwarted your earlier plans. I remember getting stuck in the game; I couldn't figure out what to do. I looked in the uh, game manual, and sure enough. At the back, there was a phone number that I could call to get help. I called, and then promptly promptly found out that I had cost money, and my parents were less than happy with me. F- fast forward to today—well, not today, but um, I believe November eleventh. Uh, yeah, that's the day that the Nintendo will that Nintendo will release the NES Classic which is basically a very small uh, version of their Nintendo Entertainment System, the gray box that we all know and love back from the 80s. A little tiny version with little tiny cords, but we'll talk about that later on. Um, And this thing comes with 30 games on it. You can buy it for 60 bucks, although you can't buy it yet. There's no pre-orders anywhere. That really kind of irritates me. So you're going to have to find this in a store someplace. Um, or set up a thing on Amazon in order to get notified when it comes out. That being said, w- with the release of the Nintendo Classic Edition, um, they are <laughs> Nintendo is also bringing back their Power Line. So Nintendo had the Nintendo Power Line that you could call. It was in the phone number was found in Nintendo Power magazines. You could call, and for X number of dollars per minute, you could get hints for your favorite games. Um, I really wish I could go back in time and call them just so I could record it and see what it was like back then. My guess is that there was probably artificially slow talking advice on how to do stuff. Kind of like that because they wanted to drag out the amount of time that you were on the phone to get the most money. That being said, uh, the announcement uh, reads like this that says while playing one of our one of the 30 great NES games included on the NES Classic Edition during the weekend following the Friday launch, you might find yourself puzzled by some of the more challenging games. How do I find the first warp whistle in Super Mario Bros. 3, you might ask yourself. If your memories of the original games fail you, no need to fret. You can just call the Power Line, which will will return and run from November 11th to to November 13th between the hours of 6am and 7pm Pacific Time each day. The original Power Line was a beloved service in the 80s that connected fans to Nintendo Gameplay Counselors who offered helpful tips and tricks. In this fully automated version, you can use your real-life phone. Bonus points if it has a cord. It's kind of gutsy for them to mention cords with the NES Classic Edition having a -a two-and-a-half-foot cord on its controller, but whatever. Uh, To dial 425 885 7529 to hear recorded tips for several games, plus behind-the-scenes story of of the original Nintendo Gameplay counselors. You never know what you might learn. I think that this is really cool. They didn't say anywhere in there if it costs money to call. I am definitely going to be calling it and recording it. Can I record it? I don't know if I have the equipment to record a phone call. I'm going to look into that and see if I can. If I can, I'm going to record it, and uh, I'll throw it in the podcast uh, when it comes out. But that's not until November 11th to 13th, so that's probably going to be in Episode 5 of the podcast, not Episode 4. Anyway, if you're curious, and you can find out if it's free, give them a call. See what it was like back when I was a kid. Most of the time, you I mean... You just had to find out from your friends. Everybody was playing the same games at the same time anyway because there was like four games a year that you could really get your hands on. At least that's how it seemed. And so you would talk to people and they'd say, oh man, well I, I read in this magazine that if you do squat down on this white block in the first level of Super Mario Brothers 3 that you can uh, go into the background Uh, And then you'd go home and you'd try it and sure enough it would work. Or in Zelda you're having trouble getting through the uh, Twisted Forest. Twisted Forest? The Lost Forest? I forget which one it was. Uh, And you'd have to find out from your friend that that they went west twice and then north three times and then south once and then north again in order to get out. This isn't something that you could go to YouTube and watch a, a, a video. And... Even back then, they didn't really have the books that they have now where, where there's a, an entire um, industry has sprung up around selling people a guide or a walkthrough for a game. So anyway, find out what it's like. Call 425-885-7529 or just tune in next week on episode 5 of Switchcraft and uh, we'll find out what it's like. If you're anything like me, you were you were following the Switch back when it was called the NX. And um, everybody was just desperate for information about it. And you also probably weren't terribly surprised when they actually did the announcement or the unveiling on that uh, YouTube video. Because we actually kind of knew what it was going to be like ahead of time. And that's mostly thanks to... Uh, twitter poster uh laura k buzz who is laura kate dale uh she's a journalist and basically she has some fantastic source who's been telling her lots of information about the nintendo switch before uh, everything was coming out anyway the reason i'm mentioning all this is because she's got information that apparently in the pal regions that's uh europe and australia um, it's going to be March 17th that the Nintendo switch is going to be released. What does this really mean? Well, Nintendo uh, President Kimishima has said that Nintendo is ex- expecting to ship 2 million consoles in its first uh, or in March, which a lot of people were like, that's actually not all that many for a whole month of a launch console. Being that this is the second half of the month, March 17th, launching in PAL regions, um, that seems a little bit better. You know, Basically, they're saying, we're planning on shipping a million consoles a week. Or did they say selling? I'm not sure if they differentiated between selling and shipping, which is a really important thing, because when you say we're going to ship uh, a million cons- consoles a week, that's not a as big a deal as actually selling a million consoles a week because if they're sitting in stores unbought, then that's really bad for Nintendo. My guess is there's plenty of hype around the, the Nintendo Switch and depending on what they say, uh, in their big announcement, which is coming on January 12th, that could be, uh, You know, a million a week could fly off the shelves, and we could be running into the same problem that Nintendo always seems to run into is that they can't make their stuff fast enough. Not that they probably couldn't speed up production, but Nintendo is traditionally a very uh, conservative company, and they don't want to risk making stuff that's not going to sell. So I don't know what we're going to see in March if we're going to be seeing a million fly off the shelves every week. And that's uh, with people standing in line like they did with the Wii, or are the consoles going to sit on the shelves while uh, nobody buys them because it's been priced too high like the Wii U and 3DS? I like to think that Nintendo has learned from its problems in the past, uh, especially with pricing the Wii U and 3DS. I'd like to think that they've learned from that, and uh, they're going to price this appropriately a lot of people are saying that the magic number that they have to hit is 299 uh US i think that's a little low i think that i i think that if they hit 299 US these things fly off the shelves no problem i think that a more realistic expectation is 350 US or 349.99 and if they do that it Makes people maybe pause a little bit before they buy it, but for fifty bucks, that's not too bad. Especially if uh, Nintendo continues their tradition of a pack-in game. Um, There's no real um, news on when it's going to be released in different regions. Uh, This hasn't been confirmed by Nintendo. This is just from uh, Laura Kate Dale uh, posting on Twitter. So. The March 17th for PAL regions, that's Europe and Australia. Who knows if the U.S. is going to be before that or after that or maybe the same day. Only time will tell. The last thing that I'm going to talk about today is just weirdo thoughts that have popped into my brain. One of the things that occurred to me, I was cleaning my office and I have a whole bunch of cases for 3DSs in here. I also have a bunch of DVD cases um, on the other side of the room. And I was looking at these as I was just realphabetizing stuff because, you know, as you grab stuff to watch it and then you just kind of set it on the shelf again. Uh, I was just putting things back in alphabetical order because I'm clearly crazy. And what I would thought about is we're using cartridges for the uh, Nintendo Switch. So, is Nintendo going to have small uh, cases that use less plastic and are more economically friendly, like they did with the 3DS? Or are they going to use dvd size cases because that's what the other consoles do? That is kind of a strange idea. I mean, the other consoles are locked into um, the size that they do because of the size of a disc nintendo's using little tiny cartridges so should they make them smaller should they be the same size as a 3ds case that's a fair question if they make them the same size as a 3ds case somebody who's going in to buy something for somebody else maybe let's say a non i I hate to be ageist here but let's say grandma goes in to get little johnny little johnny is in every story isn't he Uh, Anyway, uh, Grandma goes in to get little Johnny a video game for his birthday, okay? She goes in, and she sees the 3DS cases, and she sees the Nintendo Switch cases, and if they're the same size, she might buy the wrong thing. Maybe she'd buy the wrong thing anyway. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I mean, right now... Blu-rays are shorter than DVDs. Do you PlayStation... I think PlayStation games and Xbox One games, I think they come in full-size DVD cases, as does the Wii U case. Like, they're not as small as Blu-ray cases. So what form factor are we going to end up with? And I know this is very unimportant, but I'm just curious about what they're going to do. I think that they're probably going to be shipping these things in a small case like the 3DS case. Um, The smaller they are, the less that they're going to have to pay for shipping, the more items that they can fit on a shipping container and the higher their profits will be. That being said, should they be the same size as a 3DS case? That might confuse grandma. Sorry, grandma. Okay, everybody, that's it for the show this week. If you want to support Switchcraft, you can do so with a review on iTunes. If you want to be part of the show, however, you can send an email to me at runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Just make sure you put Switchcraft in the uh, subject line. I couldn't think of the subject line word for there for a second. Uh, Another way that you can participate in the show is to call and leave a voicemail. The phone number is 260 Run Jump. That's 260 786 5867. You can also find me on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube at Run Jump Stomp. And some of you might be thinking, what is this Run Jump Stomp? Well, Switchcraft is not my only podcast. I also have a main uh, general gaming podcast that I do with a buddy of mine. Uh, and we record that live on Twitch on Wednesdays. And that is called Run Jump Stomp. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Run Jump Stomp. I think I already said that. As always, thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Stay rad.